Support for Kansas City Today comes from Cleveland University, Kansas City. From its roots as a chiropractic college to new degree programs in health sciences, CUKC is educating healthcare professionals focused on next-level health. Learn more at cleveland.edu slash impact. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Ujia-Dean. Today is Wednesday, August 24th. Coming up, Kansans voted to keep abortion legal, and clinics are fielding a surge of patients from nearby states. We truly could be doing abortion care 24 hours a day, and we would not meet the demand. Plus, we'll take a look at how the abortion vote could impact next year's Kansas legislative session. But first, some headlines. Kansas City 4th District Councilman Eric Bunch appeared at the Board of Police Commissioners meeting yesterday to relay complaints from some residents that police officers are not adequately responding to calls. KCUR's Salisa Kalakal has more. Recently, a resident in Bunch's district filed a lawsuit against the Kansas City Police Department alleging that officers were not responding to calls for service because of the involuntary manslaughter conviction last year of a former KCPD detective in the killing of a black man. Bunch told the police board that he has heard similar complaints from other 4th District residents who call the police for help and don't get it. Can we make sure that we have a good relationship and that my constituents feel as though they can call the police department and actually have a response? Jackson County Prosecutor Jean Peters Baker has said she too has heard of cases where KCPD officers are not acting on 911 calls. Former federal prosecutor John Wood is dropping out of the race for Missouri's open U.S. Senate seat. Steve Vakrat reports. It turns out John Wood's candidacy hinged on whether former Missouri Governor Eric Greitens got the Republican nomination for the Senate. In a statement Tuesday, Wood said he launched an independent bid for Senate earlier this year when he thought Greitens led the pack for the GOP nomination. But the scandal plagued Greitens didn't come anywhere close to winning the primary earlier this month. Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt won instead. And now Wood, who positioned himself as a mainstream Republican while running as an independent, said he no longer sees a path to victory. That's despite former U.S. Senator from Missouri Jack Danforth saying that he would raise $20 million to support Wood. Starbucks workers protested at the Country Club Plaza location yesterday after it abruptly shuttered on Monday. The company cited safety concerns after a shooting happened nearby a week ago. But workers say they were given only 15 minutes notice of the closure. They allege it was retaliation against unionization efforts. Shift supervisor Addie Wright says the closure came just before employees were set to count contested ballots from their tied election in June. I definitely don't believe that their only reasoning was safety and security. I do believe it's because they're afraid of the organizational power of the workers at this store. The Plaza storefront was the first in the Kansas City area to file for union elections. Starbucks denies any allegations of union busting. Kansas hospital leaders pleaded with lawmakers yesterday to expand capacity in mental health facilities because they're so overcrowded and staff are stretched thin. Robin Chadwick is president of Ascension via Christie St. Joseph in Wichita. Our ER is very crowded. Um, We will often have behavioral health patients sitting in a chair. We call them hall beds. The need is so great. She called on the state to pay for a new mental health hospital in Sedgwick County. The state has allocated $15 million for the program, but the county requested more money to begin construction. Hospital leaders also asked lawmakers to create tuition assistance programs to attract students to work in Kansas hospitals. 
Earlier this month, voters soundly rejected an amendment to the Kansas Constitution that could have led to an abortion ban. But Rose Conlin of the Kansas News Service reports, abortion remains tightly restricted in the state, even as women from across the region flood clinics. The vote in Kansas didn't change the scene at Trust Women in Wichita, one of five clinics providing abortion in the state. On the sidewalk outside, anti-abortion protesters shout at cars turning into the parking lot. Mike Hagan, a volunteer with the Kansas Coalition for Life, has been protesting here since the Summer of Mercy in 1991. He walks the license plates, along with the group's founder, Mark Geetson, of cars that visit the clinic. These days, they're seeing more people from out of state. We get like about a, a third, a third, and a third. Third from Texas, a third from Oklahoma, a third from Kansas. Definitely because of the laws that have changed. We didn't used to get things from Texas, now we do. Inside the clinic, phones are ringing. The number of out-of-state patients coming here surged last year after a Texas law banned abortion before most women know they're pregnant. It jumped again in May, when Oklahoma banned abortion entirely. And then the U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. As soon as the decision came down, we fully anticipated, especially with the number of states around us with trigger bans, to see an increase, and we absolutely have seen an increase. That's Ashley Brink, the clinic director at Trust Women. She says patients coming from farther away tend to be further along in their pregnancies. That means they need more involved procedures. Medical director Christina Bourne says that's changed everything about how she interacts with patients. Three years ago, two years ago, you know, what we talked about with patients was like, where are you going to go eat after? Because folks were like local people versus now our small talk has changed. So like, how far did you drive? Where are you from? Brink says the situation is forcing some Kansas residents in a state where abortion is legal but tightly regulated to seek care elsewhere. Being honest with them that like, yeah, my next available appointment isn't for two or three weeks. I recommend either calling back on Monday or calling other facilities in other states. The clinic is adding space and hiring, but... We truly could be doing abortion care 24 hours a day, and we would not meet the demand. Planned Parenthood Great Plains launched a patient navigation center to help people understand the patchwork of restrictions across the region. It's hiring social workers to help callers in distress. And it opened a new clinic in Kansas City, Kansas. But President and CEO Emily Wales says finding doctors is hard. The care is not without scrutiny and oversight and fear. And people ask us about that when they consider you know, working with us. They join a handful of groups that have leapt into action to help arrange abortions across the Midwest in a post-Roe world. There's Elevated Access, which has recruited some 800 volunteer pilots to fly patients across state lines on private planes. In Colorado, telehealth abortion provider Just the Pill opened a new mobile clinic out of a van. If you live in a state like Kansas that is banned getting abortion pills via telemedicine, you can drive over the state line, talk to a doctor from your car, and pick up abortion pills from a lockbox in the back of the van. But traveling for an abortion is expensive. Sandy Brown, president of the Kansas Abortion Fund, says there's been an uptick in requests from women who need help covering the costs. Things have been full tilt for us. The fund recently partnered with Midwest Access Coalition, which helps people pay for and coordinate flights, hotels, and childcare. Allison Draith is the group's director of strategic partnerships. I had someone in Arkansas last week that went to Chicago. She cost $2,500 for her practical support. And some people just need, you know, $25 to get a friend to pay for gas to drive them. Abortion rights advocates say that support is critical for communities of color. 
especially Black women, who are nationally almost three times as likely to die from childbirth complications as white women. Sapphire Garcia-Lise is the founder of Kansas Birth Justice, a nonprofit trying to lower those inequities. Black women and brown women need access to abortion, not only because we're more likely to die in childbirth, but because it's a human right. For the Kansas News Service, I'm Rose Conlon in Wichita. Despite most Kansans voting to preserve the right to abortion, a majority of conservative lawmakers will still go unchallenged at the polls this fall. Kansas News Service reporter Dylan Lyson spoke with editor Stephen Caranda about how that may allow lawmakers to further restrict abortion. Kansas voters recently rejected a state constitutional amendment that would have removed the right to an abortion, and they rejected it by a pretty wide margin. Dylan, uh, voters essentially protected the right to an abortion. Will that discourage their state representatives from further restricting abortion? Um, That's unlikely. Uh, Despite the vote, several counties that rejected the amendment are set to send conservative lawmakers back to Topeka. Um, That's the case because almost half of the races in the Kansas House are unchallenged, meaning only one candidate is running for that election. Um, That also means the ideological view on abortion in the Kansas legislature is likely not going to change. Okay, so give us an example here. Take Representative Chuck Smith of Pittsburgh, for example. His county, Crawford County, in southeast Kansas, which is also the home of Pittsburgh State University, rejected the amendment by a 10% margin. Although he voted to send the amendment to voters, his seat in the Kansas House is already locked up. Uh, No one's challenging him, not a Democrat or another Republican. And his county is kind of a swing district where Democrats have won in the past. But Smith is a Catholic and anti-abortion lawmaker, yet no one is going to challenge him and they are sending him back to to, uh, the Kansas State House. How many seats are we talking about here? Is it enough to actually affect things like the outcome of legislation? Oh yeah, it's a lot. About 55 of the 125 seats in the Kansas House are already decided because they are not facing a challenge. Most of those uncontested races are Republicans, and more than half of those Republicans represent counties that rejected the amendment. Uh, Nathaniel Burkhead, a political scientist at Kansas State University, uh, he told me this is a political mismatch. Basically, Kansans have elected representatives who are more conservative than they are on abortion specifically. Um, That may have happened because of gerrymandering. Head says that makes districts less competitive. As a consequence, we will continue to see mismatches like these, where uh, legislators are promoting ideas and issues that, that may not really align with what, they're, what the citizens want. But with the rejection of the amendment, does any of this really matter? I mean, didn't voters basically say that Kansans have a right to abortion? Yes, uh, the right to abortion continues to exist in Kansas, but we don't know for sure what that right is. Um, Many feared that the amendment was going to lead to a total ban on abortion in Kansas, um, and that's basically off the table now. But uh, Greer Donnelly, a Kansas native and abortion law expert at the University of Pittsburgh in Pennsylvania, uh, she told me lawmakers could still try to pass softer restrictions. Uh, She says they could try to defend those restrictions in court and test just how strong the right to abortion is. There is a right to abortion in Kansas for right now, at least. That means that the anti-abortion movement is going to try to chip away at abortion rights as the anti-abortion movement has been doing for decades. What could that look like? Uh, What kind of restrictions are we talking about? 
Well, currently Kansas bans abortion after 22 weeks of pregnancy. Uh, lawmakers could try to shorten that time frame. They could cut it back to 15 weeks, which we've seen in other states like Florida and Mississippi. Um, however, that may not pass the court scrutiny. Uh, Donnelly said a 20-week ban, though, uh, could be possible, and the court may let that go into effect. It's pretty clear that the fight over abortion access is not over. Uh, But is it going to be playing out in places other than the Kansas legislature? Well, currently the focus is on the Kansas Supreme Court, where six of the seven justices are up for retention election this fall. Uh, People supporting abortion rights uh, fear conservatives will push to have them removed. Um, That would allow a Republican governor to reshape the court with a conservative ideology on abortion. So if that happens, Donnelly says abortion rights in Kansas would again be in danger. That was Kansas News Service reporter Dylan Lyson and editor Stephen Caranda. KCUR's Kansas News Service is a collaboration covering health, education, and politics across the state. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomeen Ujiyadeen. This podcast is produced by Byron Love, Trevor Grandin, and KCUR Studios. It's edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. To read Rosa's story on abortion access in Kansas and Dylan's reporting on Kansas politics, visit kcur.org, where you can find more local news from Kansas City's NPR station. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you tomorrow. Kansas City and barbecue go hand in hand. But why? You know, you have a party and you go on barbecue. We permeated the air with those obnoxious odors of barbecue, you know what I mean? And then people up to the ballpark would smell those odors and they say, yeah. where's that odor coming from? Get the whole story at a behind the scenes look of the barbecue episode at a People's History of Kansas City Live, Thursday, September 1st. For tickets, go to kcur.org slash events.